This conference will now be recorded. Hi everyone, it's Andy Robbins again, and this particular session we're going to be talking about yet another substance pertaining to neurological support. We've done several sessions recently where we have talked about other substances that benefit the neurological system in a variety of ways. And this session, we're gonna be talking about magnesium L3 and 8. Just an amazing substance that shows amazing potential for uh, cognitive support and uh, things like Alzheimer's disease, et cetera. So we'll be jumping into the research here in just a moment. If you've read the book, The End of Alzheimer's by Dr. Dale Bredesen, you probably already know about magnesium L3 and 8 because he talks about it extensively in his book. Uh, among other things, and of course, that's a really, really great book if you really want to understand Alzheimer's and how to prevent it and treat it. Uh, now, in this particular session, by the way, before I jump into the details here, I just want to make known that this is going to be a little bit more technical than I usually do in these short sessions, simply because I want to provide the justification for why this form of magnesium over others when treating cognitive issues. So I want to show you the research. I want to show you how it works biochemically and, and, and uh, the physiological uh, details here. So forgive me if I get a little bit more technical than usual. And it's because of that reason, by the way, that I'm going to be reading a lot of these slides. And it's also come to my attention that some of you drive or do other things while you listen to some of these sessions and can't actually read the slides yourself. And for that reason, forgive me, I'll be reading a lot of the content from these slides myself. So I know you can read yourself, but for those of you that are driving while you're listening, I think this will be beneficial in that regard. So let's jump into this. So the research highlights are these. Uh, magnesium l 3 in uh, one particular study was administered at 1.5 or 2 grams daily, in addition to vitamins C and D. Now, why did they why did they do the study like that? Why did they give vitamins C and D along with magnesium L3 and 8? Well, it's because they wanted to demonstrate that giving the magnesium L3 and 8 would have benefit over and above just the antioxidants, because we know that just giving antioxidants can have benefit on neurological support and cognition. So they wanted to demonstrate, again, that the magnesium l 3 8 would have benefit over and above those antioxidants. And, and indeed, that's exactly what they showed. So the ones receiving magnesium l 3 8 in these studies uh, had improvement in measures of cognitive and executive function in older adults compared to those given placebo and the vitamins. So once again, there was a very clear benefit there. In animal studies, aged animals given magnesium L3 and 8 showed improvement in spatial memory, which is memory in relation to their environment, and also spatial orientation. And these improvements declined with a discontinuation of magnesium L3 and 8. And also magnesium L3 and 8 has been shown to upregulate the expression of the NR2B subunit of the NMDA receptor in cultured hippocampal neurons. That's probably more information than some of you want. I will be getting into what that means in a little bit more detail. Again, for some of you, that's probably more information that you, than you want, but others of you like that uh, amount of detail. Um, this action, by the way, regarding those receptors is thought to enhance memory by increasing long-term potentiation, which is critical for learning. 
So let's talk about the mechanisms of action then. That's, this is where we'll get into a little bit more of the technical details here. So I'll try to be brief on this, but I do want to get into this a little bit so we really understand the benefit of magnesium L-threonate compared to other forms of magnesium for neurological support. And by the way, as I get into this, I don't think I have a slide that talks about the crossing of the blood-brain barrier, so I'm just gonna mention this while I'm thinking of it before I get into some of this other technical information. But magnesium L-threonate compared to other forms of magnesium, even glycinate, is the better one in crossing the blood-brain barrier. So for that reason alone, we really can think about this form for cognition versus other forms, even excellent forms like magnesium L-glycinate. Um, so in terms of the mechanism of action of this form, magnesium uh, regulates the opening of the N-methyl-D aspartate receptor. I know that's a mouthful, but that's the NMDAR receptor in the brain. And this receptor plays a critical role in cognition, or I should say in cognitive function, and is the target of various neurological treatments. Structurally then, the NMDAR is made up of two glycine binding NR1 subunits and two of four glutamate binding NR2 subunits. Okay, so once again, I know that's probably more than some of you wanted to know, but uh, uh, here again in understanding this form of, of um, magnesium, I think this is pertinent. So let's talk about long-term potentiation for a moment, or LTP. So out of the four NR2 subunits, NR2B is of prime importance because it confers greater synaptic plasticity, which helps to create and retain memories. However, the number of NR2B subunits have been shown to decrease with age in animals, and that's probably true in humans as well. So the NR2B is also thought to influence memory formation by increasing long-term potentiation, or LTP, through the activation of uh, another kinase here called the calcium calmodulin-dependent protein kinase 2. Uh, or the CAMK2 uh, kinase. So long-term potentiation is long-lasting increase in synaptic efficiency, which once again is critical for learning and memory. So how does magnesium l enhance spatial memory then? Well, the magnesium l upregulated the expression of the NR2B subunit in cultured hippocampal neurons. Compared to controls, rats treated with magnesium l had increases in the NR2B subunit expression in the hippocampus by 60%, and it upregulated the activation of the CAMK2 kinase by 92%. It also enhanced the magnitude of the long-term potentiation, or LTP, by 52% in the hippocampal slices. So do you see why I wanted to give you some of this more technical information? Because without giving you some of the details on those kinases and some of those mechanisms, this information wouldn't mean as much. So that's why I wanted to do that. The increase in NR2B subunit expression and magnitude of LTP, or long-term potentiation, by magnesium l translates into enhanced hippocampus-dependent memory. In this particular study, 
spatial working memory, memory regarding one's environment, and spatial orientation were assessed at day zero and day 24 by a T-maze. At day zero, rats in both groups made 30% fewer correct choices, but at day 24, aged rats treated with magnesium L-threonate made about 15% more correct choices than untreated rats. Now, once again, I know this is an animal study, but a lot of times this can translate very nicely into humans as well, and there has been um, some very impressive human research as well, some of which I already gave you. I'll show you more as we progress. So continuing with this slide, interestingly, the improvement in spatial memory of aged rats declined within 12 days of stopping the treatment, but improved when the treatment was reinitiated. So how about magnesium l 3 8 in the real world of humans then, in older adults? Well, the effect of magnesium l 3 8 on memory was studied in a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled study with 50 men and women between ages 50 and 70 with self-reported complaints of memory and concentration. Subjects were treated with 1.5 uh, or two grams of magnesium l 3 8 and again, this is just continuing with a little bit more detail of the study that I gave you at the beginning. So same study. So um, again, along with vitamins D and C. So working memory and capacity to store and process information measured by digit span test improved by 13.1% at week six compared to placebo. However, this effect on working memory approached significance at week 12, which was the end of the study. So for those of you that are super science geeks and you like the, uh, the, uh, the biochemistry, I have there for you the, uh, the molecule itself uh, pictured there. So what I want to demonstrate here is that the true amino acid chelate as the trade name magteen is the one that you really want to go for because what we have seen in our industry with some of these uh, kind of knockoffs of these uh, amino acid chelates is they, they simply put uh, a mineral in with some amino acids and they call that um, a, a chelated product. And that's just really a little bit misleading because it's not the same as what the research has been done on. That's been done with magnesium glycinate. We see knockoffs of magnesium bisglycinate, and we also see knockoffs of magnesium l 3 8 So in this case, the, all the research has been done on the trade name magteen, which once again is the uh, um, amino acid chelate, the organic amino acid chelate, um, and that's a patented form from a company called AIDP, which is Advanced Ingredients for Dietary Products. So, so that's where the real one comes from, and it's a molecular bond. It's a molecular bond between the mineral, in this case magnesium, and uh, two amino acids, in this case l 3 and 8 and it's a molecular bond in a tripeptide-like fashion, so it's absorbed much more efficiently than a standard mineral would be. So again, this is not the same as simply mixing amino acids with minerals. It has to be that molecular bond. So the dose here on the magteen, the magteen form of magnesium l 3 and 8 is uh, 2.5 grams per, per day. That's typically two tabs twice per day. Or two capsules twice per day, all right? 
Now, just a, a little bit of uh, testimony here from people that have used magnesium L3 and A, and these are real, real people with real testimonies, uh, unnamed of course, but uh, here's one that says the increased level of focus, energy, memory retention, and cognitive ability makes them, meaning the product, the magnesium L3 and A, worth the price. I recommended them to the I recommend them to the stressed out worker, the students, and anyone else who wants a large improvement in their cognitive ability. Here's another one that says, I've been taking magnesium L3 and 8 for about two months and definitely feel that my brain is sharper and firing on all cylinders. It helps my work and I think and act more quickly. I will make it one of my daily supplements indefinitely. And then the same individual goes on to ask about brain fog. And interestingly enough, I have heard testimonies in my circle of, of friends and clients and acquaintances that have said that yes, when people begin taking magnesium L3 and 8, they definitely begin to feel sharper mentally in uh, just a few weeks time and brain fog does begin to lift. So this could actually be something that could be a standalone product for brain fog and for mental clarity, sharpness, uh, cognitive abilities, and even for the all-out Alzheimer's patient, um, as uh, Dale Bredesen's book might indicate. Uh, you can certainly combine it with other things if you like, such as a DHA-heavy fish oil product like we talked about in a previous session. Fossil titocerine comes to mind like we talked about in a previous session as well. So these are things that can be combined or things that could stand alone on their own. But we definitely see here with magnesium L3 and 8 some very, very impressive research and mechanisms of action. So I hope that helps. Once again, uh, you're welcome to call me with any questions that you have, email me, you know where to find me. And I appreciate uh, your attention today. I'll talk to you soon.